Now, what kind of a snake would steal a Madonna from a church? And on Christmas Eve, we're talking MacGyver. Hit it. It was 1985. The average movie ticket was $2.75. 500 travelers clashed with police on their way to Stonehenge. Mafia boss Paul Castellano was shot on orders of John Gotti, and MacGyver and Pete helped put on a fundraising Christmas show and find a stolen statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me are two totally rad Christmas all-stars. My first guest you'll know from the Cozy Christmas podcast, it's Art Kilmer. Art, how's it going? Uh, real good. I'm excited to talk about MacGyver tonight. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely a good one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so I can't wait to get into it. But before I do that, I got to introduce my second guest, who you've heard on the Now Watch This podcast. It's Joe Martinez. Joe, what's happening? Jerry, Art, how's it going, man? I'm... I'm... I'm like Art. I'm excited to get into MacGyver. You know, I got my uh, Swiss Army knife ready, and, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, well, before we jump into it, uh, how are y'all? How have y'all been? Uh, good. Uh, we've avoided COVID the second round, so that's nice. That's always good. I think, I think we have anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always um, a plus. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of people we know have been hit with it though, so I, I oh, felt like man. we've been walking through a minefield trying to avoid everyone. But <laughs> yeah, but it's it's been going well. Yeah, we've we've had a good. Uh, I was gonna say spring, but no, it's still winter. Isn't it's it? still winter. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's funny because uh, you know it's Texas, so it was like twenty degrees, or it was fifteen degrees, and then you know like the next day it was seventy. So it's, yeah, just uh, Texas kind of does its own thing. Yep. Well, well, today it was, uh, got up to 54 degrees, which is very unusual for Iowa. So uh, my son and I went out bike riding today and just had a great time. It was, it was right on. Yeah. Nice. And Joe, you're getting ready to move, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, I'm getting ready to move, but man, like I, we went through our second little uh, freeze here in uh, (laughs) Texas. If you can call it that, and right. you know, um, our city practically shut down for eyes. <laughs> the kids were off of school for two days yeah. just because cold in the morning. I was just like, "Good lord, man!" <laughs> out of home, and 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 you know, they want to do this, but I guess it does help. You know, they can uh, pack some boxes and get ready because uh, we're getting ready to move here in two weeks. And right on. Um, the wife has promised me that I can have my own little podcast studio. Which means uh, walking nice. closet is all mine in the new house. <laughs> I understand. I'm I'm here recording in the closet as well, so <laughs> it all, it all well, works out. Tonight I, I'm at the kitchen table tonight or the dining room table tonight because nice. the, att- 
the attic is too cold. So, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And uh, up here, um, our attic's mostly just used for storage. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, speaking of good lord, uh, we're here to talk about MacGyver and uh, the crazy episode. This was a good episode. I, I really loved it, but it was very different from uh, the MacGyver that I remembered. Um, but you know, what's y'all's yeah. experience, or uh, you know, what do you remember about MacGyver? Well, I remember coming into MacGyver and and watching it, and then you you'd always hear like his name is in the lexicon now, right? Like you know, mm-hmm. people talk about when they rig stuff up and they say, you know, I MacGyvered it mm-hmm. um, work, and, and it, it it's you know it's almost a, a household kind of deal. Um, you know, I know they remade it, and and there's a new MacGyver that's come out mm-hmm. in, in the last few years, but. I don't think it it touches the old MacGyver. And after watching this episode, man, I, I got to go back because I remember watching MacGyver as a kid. But man, like this, this is this one hit hit some hit some nerves, I guess. to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I I don't remember this particular episode, although I do kind of remember the, the ice cream scene. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. it, it had a vague memory of it. So. Uh, it's possible I didn't watch this one because it didn't have all the action adventure in it that I, I like. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but as an adult, I appreciate it a lot more uh, than I did. But uh, yeah, I came across MacGyver. I was probably 12 years old or so, mm-hmm. which I, I think was just a key demographic for that show. Yeah. And uh, I, I just fell in love with it that uh, just his whole using his brain to get out of trouble deal. It's, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, because he, he doesn't use guns or anything, because I right. guess part of his backstory is that um, when he was a, a kid, I think the he dropped a gun and it went off and he shot like his best friend, which is something that really does happen in real life. So, I mean, that mm-hmm. like resonated with a lot of people. So he's like very anti-gun, which I think is pretty cool. You know, you don't really yeah. get that a lot from action heroes. I mean, especially in that time, it was you know, Stallone, yeah. you know, Rambo and, and uh, Schwarzenegger, like Commando and Predator, you know, just guns all over the place. And so, yeah. you know, this this guy who just uses like duct tape and a Swiss army knife and some paper clips and, you know, solving <laughs> problems and disarming bombs and things like that. I mean, that was pretty revolutionary. It, it was. Well, and I, I think back to, you know, when I was a kid and early teenager, there were there were a lot of gun accidents happening i can remember that uh, yeah. kids kids would get into their parents gun and, and i think it was around the time they started making a requirement for guns to have either be in a, in a safe or have one of those gun right. locks or whatever so uh but yeah i remember that episode when they kind of gave his backstory as to why he didn't like guns and it was it was like wow this is this is really uh hitting the news right <laughs> where the news is at right now yeah seriously uh, what I remember about about MacGyver is is he was a tough guy, right? Like, I, like no one ever, you know, he was considered up there with with you know the action stars, but he showed emotion too. Yes, like, and you you see it a lot in this episode, uh, particularly, but in, in other episodes, you know, he has he has that the like they said that classic backstory, um, and this one they get in the backstory about his his mom passing. Mm-hmm. Um, his I think his his dad passed in a car accident. Um, mm-hmm. 
He was raised by his grandpa. His grandpa had to go overseas. So he had all this stuff that, that went on with him. But, um, you know, he showed that he cared. You know, he wasn't just a right. macho, uh, not afraid to cry guy, stuff like that. You know, that we never saw from Stallone or from, you know, uh, right. uh, horse nigger, stuff like that. Um, but, man, was this guy not an icon? Like, you look at him now. I mean, he's got the, the classic mullet. The you know, mullet, was, yeah. <laughs> he had good 80s you mullet. Know, yeah. high, top, high top white Nikes with stonewashed jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How many of us wanted that green jacket with the orange the jacket. in it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because um my parents didn't really watch MacGyver. So whenever I saw it, it was usually at either a grandparent's house or like an aunt or uncle's house. So I never really got to watch a lot of it, but I do remember like a lot of the you know the action scene. I remember um he because isn't he afraid of heights? I think I think he's afraid of heights, but he's still like he would climb up. And so I always thought, oh, that's really cool. That's inspiring. You know, he'd still get up there. Uh, I mean, I unless my memory is wrong there. But I mean, I just, you know, you'd see him like climbing, uh, rock climbing or, or things like that. And it's just like, wow, this guy. And he's not like built like, you know, the the action stars of the day where he was just like a regular guy. And um when I found out later on, as I was getting my degree in physics, when I found out that he had a degree in physics too, I thought, Oh, that's cool. All right. <laughs> Maybe I can MacGyver something. I'm not MacGyver. Uh, I can't, <laughs> but, but every once in a while, I like to think I can't. <laughs> You're going to make a, a podcast out of, out of a uh, paper clip and chocolate. Fire, huh? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can do it, it'd be Gary. <laughs> I'll figure out how to make my, my own mic. There you uh, go. <laughs> you know, I, I found out that um, in the original show, a lot of the um, MacGyverisms, as, as they were called, were actually based in science and and, yep. and were like stuff that could be done. So nothing was done to where it um, it was faked at all, which is what I hear about in the new show, um, because, I mean, like everything now, there's a podcast about everything and there is a MacGyver podcast that that I was able to to get nice. a hold of doing a little bit of research and, and yeah, man, they staunchly love the old one and hate the new one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen the new one, so I can't say, yeah. uh, but, but I know they did have, yes, they actually did have consultants on the set to, you know, to, to run everything by them and Hey, is this going to work? Although I also know that they would occasionally run contests and uh, to see, you know, like for, for fan submissions on like how, what, the, the MacGyverism of the, the episode would be. Uh, yeah. And I think the one that uh, most of them remember, like with the most uh, enthusiasm, I guess, is uh, where they use the, the egg to fix the engine, <laughs> like cracked an egg to fix an engine, something like that. And wow. I, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I, and I'm not a science, a science person at all. Uh, so to me, it's like what Arthur C. Clarke said that there's, uh, if you advance science enough, there's an indistinguishable line between science and magic. 
Mm -hmm. I, I butchered that quote, but uh, to me, it, <laughs> well, Thor kind of says that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in Marvel somewhere. I heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's in Marvel. Okay, yeah. So as Thor says, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I just sit in awe of MacGyver every week. You know, it's like, wow, he's doing magic. <laughs> no, it's science. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> it's magic to me. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Here it is. So you can patch up a vehicle's radiator by cracking an egg into it. That's what it was. So here's the thing, too. We grew up in the 80s. In the 80s, we had um, Mr. Wizard. You remember that? Yes, mm -hmm. I do remember Mr. Wizard because I, I actually had a book. And uh, when it was time for the science fair one year, I remember like looking in the book and trying to come up with, you know, an ideas for a science project based on some of those things. And one of them was like you would make you'd create basically a magnet with, you know, um, and and. Uh, then you'd create you'd create yeah you know one of those the basically you hook up the wire you wrap it around like a, a nail or something iron you know and uh anyway and then you'd create like a little man out of paper clips and then you could make the man dance depending on how you flip the switch so I, that was like super cool you know so yeah i, I totally remember mr wizard <laughs> but yeah you're right macgyver has now become like a staple in everyday life Surprisingly enough, the show actually was created by John Rich and um, Lee David uh, Zlodoff, but also Henry Winkler, which the I didn't. I, the Fonz. Yeah, I had no idea that he was uh, responsible for <laughs> creating the show. <laughs> that blows my mind because yeah. like the Fonz yeah. was cool, but yeah. like, but like Definitely. he wasn't MacGyver, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he let MacGyver use one of his jackets maybe one day or something. I don't know. I know he did appear in a couple of episodes as, I think, a, a dealer or an insurance dealer or something like that. <laughs> an agent. <laughs> yeah, he was. He? <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't put him past him. Uh, I know they specifically picked Richard Dean Anderson when they were casting because they felt he could emote more than all the others who were just kind of the macho, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, I can do this. I'm MacGyver. And so they yeah. he brought like that that intensity, but like also that uh, heartfelt, uh, I, well, I guess I'll say it again, emotion to it, yeah. mm -hmm. which is again, and, and you're, you know, you'd see him like he would get sad when some things would happen. So uh, I, while I don't recall like a lot of specific episodes, I like have pictures of scenes that like pop in my head that i can imagine and i i do recall uh you know just seeing him sad or, or seeing him you know kind of pensive when something happens but uh it's you he's so much part of the culture now that you know mcgruber was based off of him from saturday night live <laughs> you know he actually appeared in mcgruber and confirmed confirmed that MacGyver is his dad <laughs> <laughs> well, macgyver does have a son yeah he does he does Yep, um, yep, yep. MacGyver, pass me that thumbtack. I'd go with the gum wrapper. And I care about what you're saying because... I'm just saying I'd do it a little differently. Well, MacGyver, you're not MacGruber. That's what you think. What's that supposed to mean? Ten seconds! It was a cold December night. It's a boy, Mr. MacGyver. What are you going to call him? MacGruber. MacGruber MacGyver? The perfect name for the perfect baby. But Richard Dean Anderson, like you can see in his eyes, you can see him. I mean, one of the most important things about MacGyver is, like you said, the way he thinks and 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 how he thinks of things. And you know, whether it's uh, 
a nonviolent way to get out of situations and stuff like that. But right. um, you could see it in his eyes, see him thinking about, you know, how, how to do this or how to do that. So, I mean, dude's a perfect guy to it. And like I said, I remember watching the show, but I'm definitely going back. Yeah. And, and watching again. Did you guys ever see him in Stargate? Oh, the, yeah. The yeah. Because I, I haven't watched that. It's, I'll probably get around to it one of these days, but <laughs> yeah. I've only seen like an episode or two and I actually liked sure. uh, the movie Stargate and I always wanted to see the series, but it was usually on when something else I was, I would watch was on. So I just never yeah. got around to it. But yeah. And that, that, that series ran, you that know, was on for a while. Yeah. Oh, and then he went to that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I liked, like I said, I, I liked the movie. I probably would check it out uh, eventually one of these days. Um, I've heard good things about it. I just yeah. never actually seen it, but but before we jump into the episode, I want to give a quick uh, history of MacGyver. So uh, even though originally his birth date was uh, January 23rd, 1951, it was actually changed in season two. And then they they kept it throughout the rest of it to March 23rd, 1952, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Of course, he was in the Cub Scouts and the Den Mother kind of you know, really hit him hard with that. Be always be prepared motto. Mm-hmm. And so he always carried around his, you know, a roll of duct tape, some paper clips. He has the Swiss army knife that he always uses. <laughs> and like you said, he was raised by his, his, uh, his grandpa. Uh, he went to Western tech where he got dual degrees in chemistry and physics. And then he was um, a bomb diffusing uh, or member of a bomb diffusing team in Vietnam, which I thought was kind of cool as well. And then he also spent some time uh, fighting fires in oil wells in Sumatra. It's like, yeah. like, man, I mean, okay, man, this guy. <laughs> As one does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you graduate from college, you go fight fires, you know. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> then this is where, uh, so he joined the Department of External Services, which is not a real government department, guys, just so you know. And yeah, he, right. was, he was kind of a, an agent there. And then eventually he joined um, the Phoenix Foundation, again, another fic- fictional um, uh, agency where he was kind of a, I don't know, troubleshooter, I guess you could say. So whenever they need someone to kind of help clean up or fix, get rid of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they'd call him up and he'd take care of that. And so that's kind of where we, where we are when all this happens. <laughs> I have one regret, and, and it's about this show, is that we didn't watch it in Brazil because apparently the Brazilian broadcast theme song was Rush's Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Not sure what that has to do with uh, MacGyver, right. but that sounds awesome. I'm saying, can you imagine if this show started and then... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Rush's Tom Sawyer for the longest time when I was a kid, and and um, you had to think of what what would your wrestling theme song be as you walk to the to the <laughs> ring. It was Rush's Tom and Sawyer. And yours would be Tom Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. See, I I didn't really watch what wrestling. The only thing I know about wrestling is Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, the cartoon, yeah. and No Holds Barred. You know the movie. That, <laughs> those are like the only r- real things I know about wrestling. Until I got to college, and my college roommate used to watch wrestling. But usually whenever he'd turn it on, I'd go to my room and just play guitar. So uh, I don't really know a lot about wrestling, but I guess my theme song 
I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. It's a totally rad thing now. There you well nowadays, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but I guess we can just go ahead and jump into this episode. Yeah. So you know, uh, like we said, there's not really a lot of action in it. Like it's, uh, but there's kind of magic, Christmas magic, or uh, <laughs> divine. Yeah. Providence, I don't know uh, what you'd call it. It, uh, <laughs> and, and we'll get into it, but yeah, it yeah. just—it's very, very different from most MacGyver episodes. Even though he still, you know, cares and he's still trying to help, um, so so that th- uh, thread is still the same. But yeah, it just—it um, wasn't as action-packed. So I can see why you might have skipped it. <laughs> Art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and I can remember there were a few episodes where that would happen it would be more of a yeah a per, a, like a quieter i don't know what you call it a per, personal development episode or something like right, this one right like and, character building or something yeah yeah mm-hmm. and but what i liked it they always showed i mean it shows him to, to be a nice guy like a good guy and i like right that. yeah yeah he yeah he really is i mean and i think later on he becomes a vegetarian in the show i think so yeah. I wouldn't doubt if a lot of those episodes, um, because I know the budget, because the ratings were never like magnificent. They were, you know, pretty good, but they were never like superb ratings. So I know later on as the seasons progressed and he stopped doing his own stunts because he kept getting injured. um, (laughs) Then I know that, you know, the budget kind of went down a little bit. So it could be maybe some of these more introspective episodes kind of happened uh, because they were using up their budget. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, we blew the budget on uh, falling out of a helicopter last episode. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That helicopter <laughs> stunt was, was pretty big and I know you broke your foot. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to keep you in the ground. But um, I think, I think like even especially for this one, um, if you were looking for MacGyverisms, this one probably isn't the episode that you're looking for. Yeah. You know, no bomb disposal or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the, the little thought that he put into this uh, this problem that they had and how he fixed it, you know, I mean, I think that was good enough. But yeah, if yeah. you were looking at the action pack, falling out of a helicopter episode or or stuff like that, that this one wasn't it. But dang, this one was good. Mm. Like, very good. Yeah, it it really uh, emotionally, I think it was uh, action packed. <laughs> yeah, Christmas miracle that happens as well. Christmas I miracle, mean, yeah. I I I really love that they they went there. Um, they didn't, you know, flat out hit you in the face with it. You had to kind of think about it a little bit, but yeah, yeah it, it it was really good. Like mm-hmm. it, it was it was strong. I and I, I agree. I think if we were to nutshell it. Um, because, you know, I like to nutshell these things before we dive in. But essentially, a statue of the of the Blessed Virgin is stolen. You know, they call it the Madonna, which is an Italian form of, of you know, just literally just means like my lady. Mm-hmm. A, a statue of the Blessed Virgin is stolen and MacGyver has to try to find it while helping put on a Christmas show. <laughs> so, that old trope. You know, you got to have a Christmas show somewhere in your Christmas episode. <laughs> all, all that I was missing is Muppets now. I put it that way. <laughs> well, oh, man. The first episode I did with Jerry, it was uh, for the Scooby-Doo kids to Scooby-Doo. come out and stole it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a nutcracker that was stolen and they had to find okay. it. Okay. <laughs> well, they had to put on the show. 
I, th- I think it's a, it's becoming a trope that Joe only appears on episodes where something's stolen. <laughs> I like hey, it. Wasn't me. I like it. <laughs> I'm I'm like in this episode. It wasn't me, honest. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, the so this is what St. Mary's Church, I think, is was I think it was St. Mary's, right? Something yes. like that. But yeah. It starts off and I love it because it really reminded me of like my, like our church where, you know, the, the, the ladies from the altar society or the altar guild are there, you know, swapping out the candles. And, uh, uh, and as she comes in, she's like, be not berating, but like remonstrating father, you know, Hey, I should, you know, I want to be the one to, to polish that wood. And he's like, no, no, I got it. I got to earn my brownie points somehow, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And, uh, they hear a weird noise, which sounded to me like a squeak or something. Mm-hmm. And they go to back to the other room and they notice all of a sudden the statue's missing. That's yes. like the very first thing. And they keep calling it the Madonna, which is not really, uh, ever since the singer came out, it's not really a term, a popular term used anymore, I think. Yes. Mm. But but I think back in the day that, that, yeah. that really, yeah, it, it was, it was the Madonna. Yeah, yeah. So I, I looked up the et- etymology because I'm nerdy like that. Uh, and so it, <laughs> it comes from a late Italian or excuse me, an early Italian Mia uh, Donna. And Donna comes from Domina, which is Latin for lady. So uh, eventually, you know, because Dominus is uh, what we use uh, in the Latin rite, because I'm a member, you know, we're, I'm a Roman rite member of the Latin church. And so we use the word Dominus with the capital D, of course, to refer to, to God, you know, our Lord. But however, you still have lords and ladies in like medieval times. So they would use domnus without the I and of course the lowercase d and that would mean lord. So and then domna would be the lady. And so mia domna would be my lady. And then it kind of got combined to Madonna. So anyway, (laughs) long story short, uh, (laughs) we're not talking about the singer. (laughs) You you answered my question because I was wondering, uh, because I've heard the term Madonna before, but I, I, I didn't know how that applied and was it different than mary or is it the same thing so that's that's interesting it is the same thing yeah Yeah. it's and you'll hear uh you'll hear catholics say our lady you know our lord and our lady and and the you know it's kind of the basically what madonna means it's just like a portmanteau i suppose of uh (laughs) of the italian (laughs) got it got it (laughs) yeah yeah um but the statue is missing and they're like ah you know the madonna's missing and so then we cut to it's like a hard cut to macgyver and pete loading up the van with what is it some toys right for delivery at uh oh gosh i, I wrote it down the challengers club that's the challengers, right. club, yes. challengers club which yeah. is i guess like a boys and girls club kind of thing yes and as they're you know they're putting in the the presents uh pete makes the cut he's like i know i think i'm getting a hernia for christmas but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good, good a note where uh i'll be home for christmas is playing on the radio Oh and, yeah, and Ivor um, hears it, and he goes over and turns it off, and and you can oh, yeah. start to see that little. It's starting to bother him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because he says something like, uh, "I think it just gets a little too sappy" or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, you, you just, uh, Joe, you just blew my mind now because that song comes back later in the episode, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't remember it from the beginning. So that's, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, yeah, it was it it was a well written episode. I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> they, they they put some thought into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and and at the end there, man, when when you know, I I really liked the rendition that 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 was sung. Oh um, yeah, with the choir and yeah yeah. I, 
I kind of want to find that or, or rip it. or You might something. have to rip it, uh, you know. but I know they kind of interrupt a little bit for uh, yeah. MacGyver and, and Father <laughs> uh, Lafferty's speech. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. I but, doubt you'll find the, the actual recordings of it anywhere, but you never know. This is uh, 2022 and you find all sorts of things on the internet. <laughs> it, it was very strong, man. I, I know somebody out there has done it. Or, or, <laughs> Probably. Or, but man, it, it was strong and, and you know, safe say for me is, is, that will go into my uh, playlist. <laughs> into your playlist, yeah. yeah. Well, and and as Pete's talking to MacGyver, you know, um, we get the first hint that this is, you know, MacGyver lost his mom. He knows it's hard on him. You know, Pete's like, hey, I, I get it. It's, it's cool. Um, but this is where we're introduced to Carol, who is, yeah. and I don't know what the proper term is. I, she was in between homes. In between. There you go. Yes, she's in between homes. She has a cart full of stuff. And uh, some two young punks are harassing her. And so MacGyver and, and you know, goes to, to save him. And so they're like, uh, they see her and how she seems sort of destitute. And so they ask if she has a place to stay. And that's when MacGyver says, I know, I know a place. And that leads us to the Challengers Club. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh just, just to interrupt real quick. Go for when, it. Yeah, yeah. When she was chasing after them and then fell on the ground. Mm-hmm. Man, I felt that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that was a hard fall. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I actually paused it and I'm like, how? <laughs> that, that was a hard fall. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to sidetrack no, you. but <laughs> No, no. I, I get it, man. You, you got to like to before you get out of bed, you got to, you know, warm up a little bit. You got to stretch. OK. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't remember ever having to do that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> hey, after that fall it, it, it i'm gonna feel that for a couple of days but the lady that played her um i was trying to think i recognized it from somewhere um but do you any of you remember she was in she was the the um the old lady in cloak and dagger yes that's her that's her that's where she came from and i was like where do i know her from but yeah it was from there said he had to give it to some foreign spy. No. Really? Did he say what the spy looked like? Only that he had two fingers missing. How exciting. May I see the tape, Davy? Sure. Something wrong, Davy? And I mean, it was awesome. I, I mean, her name's Carol Christmas Carol. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Well, she also she's also had quite a few voice roles, like in the Rescuers and the Fox and the Hound and things like that as well. Okay. The actress is what Jeanette Nolan was her name, but yeah, she uh, she also hurts her hand, which yeah. you know that might be important. <laughs> <laughs> But when they had that little jingle or, you know, you heard that little Christmas. um, Yeah, there was like the the sound effect of like the Christmas magic. You know, it's like that. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like sparkles or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they and this is what brings us to the Challengers Club where we uh, come. We meet Cynthia again. And I think she's come out in the show before. Right. I, I don't remember. 
I, I want to say I remembered her from like a couple of episodes, but like, again, I haven't seen it in a long time. So it could be, I could just be my mind playing tricks on me, but apparently yeah. her and her husband uh, opened up the challengers club and he had just recently passed away. And he was a part of the show. Too. He was, it was like part of the, you know, the dream to, to run this club for, you know, like um, to, to keep kids off the streets and help them out and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that he's passed away, they're, trying to make sure they can keep it going because we get another uh, classic TV Christmas trope with, uh, you know, the, the new landlord, he's going to, he's going to foreclose on us unless we can pay the, not only this rent, but we got to have a deposit plus the last month's rent. And I, I mean, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so this Christmas show is like a fundraiser for them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all bought it, right? Like, I mean, in, in the eighties, no one said nothing about it. Like, it's like, oh yeah, of course that happened. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> but one of the things I, I did always like about about the show, and that I come to find out, is that like, even the character that played uh, Breeze, um, a few episodes prior, he was one of the gangsters on the street that they actually helped and brought into the challengers club. Oh, wow. With uh, Cynthia and her husband. So like you said, they, they, they kept past characters and then, which I love. Yeah. Line, stuff like that. So, um, I, I, I like, always like that aspect. Of yeah. the show. Like it's, you know, this guy who was just uh, extra in a few episodes ago. Now he's, you know, just doing a little bit more and, and he's more and, of a main player in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same thing happened with Julio that's in this episode. I mean, he only plays the piano in this episode, but in a few more episodes, he becomes more or more prominent, more prominent role. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that that little kid, Julio, um, he actually did the voice of Kid Icarus and Captain N. My arrows will stop that Apicus Maximus. So I thought that was super cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Captain N. He was in Stargate as well with Richard Dean. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so. oh man all grown up for the, yeah. you know just just to make you feel old you know <laughs> it's like when you see one of your old students and you're like oh man okay <laughs> time has gone by uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. man well that the guy that played breeze actually he was in uh, the pilot episode of 21 jump street and I only know that because I just recorded on 21 Jump Street. And so I had to watch the pilot to kind of get into the show. And <laughs> he's yeah. like one of the one of the, the, the punks, like the two uh, the two main villains of, of that pilot uh, episode. So I was like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> hey, it might come back a little bit later in my um, in, in in our closing sessions. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. OK. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well. So, you know, Carol's hurt her hand. MacGyver's stitching her up and, you know, she's like, oh, you should have been a doctor. And I bet your mom always wanted you to be a doctor or something. <laughs> He's like, no, but she knew I was just, you know, I was good with my hands. She's like, well, she was right. All right, there we go. It's about as good as new. Splendid. Thank you. I bet your mother always wanted you to be a doctor. Well, not exactly. But she did always say I was pretty good with my hands. She was right. But she also hears, uh, she overhears Cynthia saying that, hey, we need $9,000 in donations or, you know, we're going to have to be out. And so she, again, like reassures her, hey, it's okay. You're, you're going to make it. Don't worry about it. So that's like, again, like another hint that, hey, something, something about this woman is not quite 
usual, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> is a nice way to say it. It was a little bit earlier, too, in the episode. Um, I think we kind of went over it, but she puts on the TV when it talks about the Madonna being stolen. Oh, she does, doesn't she? Yeah. And, yeah. and that causes uh, MacGyver and Pete to overhear. And and then it's almost like she's she's putting them all in these situations uh, and getting the ball rolling. Yeah, because it's there that uh, they they hear Father Lafferty, and it turns out that he is one of MacGyver's old like schoolmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like what Lafferty? So they go to and they go to help him out, and uh, it you know he's like, hey, I just remember you know it, it's funny seeing you in that collar because <laughs> I just pictured that kid that used to push me up against the boards because you know by the way MacGyver is like a, a hockey player. Uh, that's that's like a part of his backstory as well. He was like really good at hockey and he loved playing. <laughs> but I, I found that bit funny because you know he's like, yeah, it's weird seeing you in that because you just used to you know throw me up against the boards and <laughs> Pete's like, yeah, the father's like, I remember it the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that 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 father had the scrawniest arms and I I just cannot. <laughs> There's no, way imagine him. <laughs> There's no way he would have put MacGyver up against the board. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> he did not look like a hockey player at all, even a no. former hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I want to say they were supposed to be in California, aren't they? Like, was there a lot of hockey going on in California? I mean, I yeah. so I uh-huh. used to live in uh, L.A. for a few weeks. Um for it was like two months or so, uh, I was on an internship. I was working at the uh, at Boeing North American in their space shuttle division. Uh, this was back when I was um, in between my junior and senior years of high school, and I remember that my RA at the place we stayed at was super into hockey, and so he would have games and things like that. So at least in California, I know that some people played hockey. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's not not down here. <laughs> no, hockey's not really huge down here. Yeah, uh, same in Texas. Yeah, but I—I I mean, I—I I guess some people play it because we do have the Dallas Stars. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah so Breeze is kind of—I mean, he's still kind of giving attitude to Cynthia, but I mean, she's also very frustrated and and she's still kind of hurting from the loss of her husband, and so you know, and now the news that she needs nine thousand dollars, so she's also kind of on his case a little bit as well. I, you know. Some of the things he was doing, he was just moving, you know, the stage like she asked, but uh, she she, she got after him a little too hard, I think. And so it, he was like, like, I don't need this. And he like takes off. <laughs> Can't say I blame him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, I get it. I was, if someone was after me like that, I'd probably just be like, see you. But, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what they say? Uh, hurting people hurt people. So <laughs> that's a, <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, okay. it, it sounds good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. I've heard that. Art. I've heard that. Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that. Okay. Well then I, I guess I'm the odd man out. People uh, <laughs> are, are hurting. Usually try to turn that hurt on other people. And uh, well, I, I don't know if that was her intentions, but no, you know, I don't think she did it on purpose. I think no, right no, I no, and no. Christmas sometimes is a stressful situation for some people, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. Well, especially when you've just lost, you know, a loved one. Yeah. And of course, in these last couple of years, that's been really frequent, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, she was definitely um, you could tell that, that she was her. And, and I got to give the actress like 
kudos because she really played up, uh, you know, that, that hurt really well. I thought she did a phenomenal job on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now I want to know, if, was that her really singing? At the I end think it was actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause she was a, she was a Broadway star as well. That's my understanding. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. So when they're, when MacGyver and Peter talk into father Lafferty, the sacristan is there as well. And she starts saying, Oh, you know, who stole it? It's gotta be that, you know, it's gotta be that guy uh, was named Vincent uh, Battaglia. Yeah. You know, it's gotta be him. And so we find out the backstory. He carved this wooden statue, uh, you know, the Madonna. He, he carved it with like 15 years ago or something like that, or, or 20 years ago. And after his wife passed, then he like stopped going to church. So she's like, it's got to be him. He's always, he's kind of hated. He's had a grudge against the church ever since then, which is another, another thing that you find. And, you know, where people, they get very angry with God when, when people that they love die, especially if they're praying as hard as they can. And, you know, and, uh, and that's something that we, uh, at least I've had to learn, you know, that sometimes prayer is an answer the way you want it to be answered. Sometimes, you know, Uh, it's, there's something better for you down the line or, or there's a reason, you know, that things happen. And so because of that, he's very hurt. And so he left the church. And so the sacristan's blaming him, this Vincent Battaglia guy. So they, they go to interview him at his furniture store. And he mentions how he, uh, you know, he, he goes through that whole thing where he basically is like, like, how can such a compassionate God, you know, do this to me and we prayed every day before in front of that statue and you know just a lot of things like that and so you feel bad for the for the the gentleman yeah Yeah. you know i i wasn't uh i wasn't expecting a a a lesson in theodicy i think uh, you know (laughs) right yeah (laughs) why why do bad things happen and how can a good god allow bad things to happen kind of study but i'm like wow yeah Deep question. Yeah, there's like a whole the like a whole the, uh, theological lesson on the problem of evil right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's My like goodness. MacGyver. I just wanted to see him like make a bomb out of a paperclip. You know. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of things about this episode that that wouldn't go in today's you know culture and stuff like that. That's right. True. Yeah. Right. A lot of it probably wouldn't be aired. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. They don't. They don't allow them. Like just the little things, like when she says like Saint Nicholas or, or something like that, you don't even hear that anymore. It's always Santa or, or this that, which is which is fine, you know. You don't go into it anymore. But speaking of Santa Claus, so MacGyver and Pete see a, a Santa Claus <laughs> outside. And it's like he's his costume is like it's terrible. Uh, the so beard sad. is like not white. It's like a grayish, awful, yeah. dirty color. Yeah. And uh, you know, Pete's like trying to, to give him a lesson, you know, and basically they're questioning him a little bit about, you know, hey, have you seen anything? There was a statue that was stolen. And the, the guy is like, oh, maybe, but, uh, you know, you just uh, got to put some money in the pot. <laughs> but uh, Pete's even like, hey, you know, come on, you're, you're Santa, be enthusiastic. You know, you got to ho, ho, ho. And <laughs> the guy's I, like, whatever, I, I'm just here. <laughs> It's, I, I need a job. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I love that part. And I got, I got thinking, Oh, Pete would make a great Santa. So. Uh. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you there at the end. 
He said that he calls himself a and he's like, I call myself employed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> but basically, he says, "Hey, look." He's like, "Hey, I saw, I did see something." Uh, there was this bag lady that was coming around the corner. I think that's what he calls her, you know, uh, mm-hmm. coming around the corner. And so they're like, well, I guess let's go talk to Carol. And they're like, feel terrible. They just, they, they know, they just have like this feeling that she didn't do it. Something's not right, but they have to, they have to question her now. And so they, <laughs> I like how she basically calls them out on it. You know, she's like, yeah. Hey, I get it. You're just, you know, you got to eliminate suspects. It is what it is, but you know, <laughs> If you don't believe I did it, you guys sure feel you look like you feel really guilty. <laughs> yeah, I, I love her question where it was something like that. Like, if there's nothing wrong, why do you feel so guilty? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, burn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <You> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, see, they examine. You know, she. They look at her stuff, and now it doesn't seem like there's any anything there i think they find like what is it like a gnome or something a garden gnome i think (laughs) yeah yeah so they're like all right well we didn't think it was you but whatever (laughs) (laughs) but also then we get like another little subplot here where to get ready for the show macgyver is like helping this little girl who is kind of nervous about the show and so he he opens up to her and this becomes important later on but he opens up to her about um whenever he or his mom would get real scared they'd had like a word like a a word they would use to kind of calm themselves down and you know communicate hey everything's going to be okay and so their secret word was like ice cream and so he he tells the little girl that and she kind of she kind of laughs and you know, but she also feels better about it. Of course, Pete's like, Hey, that was a great memory you had about your mom. You know, that's you know, things aren't always bad. Hey. That was a nice story. About your mother. Yeah. Well. Christmas, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can you can feel like like I mean Pete's hurting for him. Uh, yeah. for MacGyver. Yeah. You know, like he for him and he he just wants him to turn that corner and, and get to feeling good about it. But you know, MacGyver's really hurting. And I, I that's why I really felt that ending where again, you know, this scene here uh links up at the end. Oh man, it just hits the feels a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And while this is happening, Breeze uh and the guys are trying to move the stage. And this is where we get like a real, only real like MacGyverism of the episode where uh, I guess he like drops some weights or something. And of course, Cynthia's like, she gets super angry with him. Like there are kids here. What are you doing? You can't just move things. And so Breeze like walks out and MacGyver shows the other guys, you know, hey, let's use the weights as like wheels essentially. And, <laughs> you know, kind of like how they did it in, in uh, whenever they'd have to take their ships uh, across land and they would just use mm. logs you know that kind of a thing and so yeah. <laughs> so you know that's that's like the biggest macgyverism we get which is crazy you know <laughs> it's good it worked it, yeah it worked they moved the stage he's like yeah hey, whatever you need just put, use these weights yeah he's like you know breezy and the guy's like why didn't i think of that he's like yeah why didn't you think of that <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why didn't you think of that? Of course, this is where Cynthia kind of breaks down and is like, you know, I don't know if I can keep everything open. And, 
Carol, meanwhile, uh, you know, Carol, of course, the the older lady, she goes to talk to Breeze and she this is my favorite part, I think, of the whole episode where uh, they have like this game of pool. She's like, hey, let's play some pool. He's like, whatever. She's like, I got a, what did she say? I got an Abe Lincoln or something. That, <laughs> that's, you know, yeah. So she stakes five bucks. He's like, all right, fine. And I like how she, she holds the pool cue backwards. Like she was going to hit it with the handle. And, <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, you got your own unique style. <laughs> it's a classic hustler there. She, she's pretending she doesn't know how to play the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause she, but this is again where we get like a glimpse that something isn't something's different about her because mm-hmm. she like winks and you know does a few things and like makes various tricks uh trick shots happen and makes uh you know the makes him scratch on the eight ball and you know she she basically rigs the game <laughs> <laughs> but then she she like gets after him like like can't you see Cynthia's hurting this is like you know, I know you didn't really have Christmases growing up. She did. And now, you know, she doesn't because the one person that she had to be with is gone, you know, and you could make things easier for her. And I mean, she really kind of gets after him and and, yeah, and kicks him into gear. Yeah, she mm-hmm. totally, I think, changes uh, his outlook there and and his attitude from the beginning of the of the show to then, man, it, it was like a hundred and eighty degrees. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that. Uh, you know, just you know, she just knew what to say that he needed to hear, I guess. And and I, I like that he just turns himself around and is like, "All right, let's help her out. She's hurting. We're gonna help her out." So, I I really like that part. That was, I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that's really like my favorite part because he comes back and he's like, "Hey, look, I decided to give you less attitude and more cooperation." You know, and she's like. She's like that. Now that's a Christmas gift, you know, that I'll take. She's like, and you don't even have to wrap it. Yeah. <laughs> Just a good line. How would you wrap it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and she's funny because then she goes up to Carol. She's like, what would you say to him? She's like, oh, we just played pool. <laughs> we just played a friendly. We, we just played a little bit of eight ball. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh man. And then of course we get oh so Father Lafferty uh comes in. They're they're getting ready for the show and and uh, you know he's like, I don't know what we're gonna do. And of course, uh this is when Carol's like, Oh, don't worry, it's gonna be fine. And <laughs> and he's like, oh, or she says something like, uh, every time I've been in on uh at the Christmas service, it's always been magnificent. And he's like, yes. I don't I don't recognize you. Are you a prisoner? <laughs> and she makes an excuse like oh, i'm usually uh dressed a little bit better or something like that <laughs> everything starts clicking man just yeah like, exactly oh. like hint hints and she's sculpted <laughs> yeah. very nice <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but father rafferty and macgyver go up to breeze and they're like, hey, we need your help. The statue has been stolen. And of course, he's very defensive right away. He's like, I didn't take it. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's, you know, we need your help, like trying to find it. Like, can you get some of the kids and we'll go out knocking on doors? And and uh, so he's like, yeah, we can do that. And so the show comes on. And this is where this is where we cut to Mr. Battaglia, who took out like a box. And inside the box is like a statue of the the baby Jesus that he had carved to go in the hands of that uh, Madonna statue, but he never delivered it, you know, out of anger. And uh, 
and sorrow. So uh, that's just a little glimpse. Of course, that's just setting up something later. But uh, yeah. we, you can see his his kind of emotion that he's going through as well. This is this episode really deals with like some of the hurt and feelings mm-hmm. of loss uh, at Christmas time, which is is not something that a lot of Christmas episodes really deal with, especially ones from this era. Most of the time, they're about uh, you know just just fun, you know, mirth and and we're yeah. with family and togetherness. So this one actually kind of really deals with that, and I I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, it was strong, man. It, it it really, I mean, without kind of even going too deep, but it did. You know, everyone had lost somebody, and how did they recover? And yeah, and how were they still recovering and and struggling with that? So, man, it, it just. Hey, I, I'm not ashamed to say, you know, I might have, you know, been a little misty eyed there at the end. <laughs> Yeah, I had an allergic reaction to something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was chopping onions. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was at this part in the episode where I thought, okay, there are there are a lot of plot lines that have been laid down now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is this all going to get wrapped up? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm wondering by this point, like I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this off or not. So uh, we'll we'll see how 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 it how it all ends, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're right. There there were a lot of little threads, uh, but they interconnected very well. So mm-hmm. now the show is started. We get MacGyver checking in on Cynthia, and apparently they're like like twenty seven hundred dollars short. It's like two thousand seven hundred and eleven, something like that. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, short. And they're like, okay, well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what else we can do. But during the show, I really like the show because. Um, they sang, uh, of course, uh, they, they say Julio, they bring Julio out, the little boy um, that, that I mentioned was Kid Icarus's voice. And um, he starts playing Hark the Herald Angel and they start singing. And then they play one of my favorite, like one of my all time favorite Christmas songs, which is Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. Yes. It, it was a beautiful rendition of that, too. It was. Well. It was a nice choral Fire. version. Which I yeah. thought was really cool that I I actually knew the tenor line. I was like singing along with the tenor line. I was like, "Hey, I know this arrangement." And, <laughs> and then not only that, but the choir man. It was, um, I mean, it was kids from everywhere. I guess yeah. you know all all ages, all races, yeah. all together uh, singing. It was it was awesome. Yeah, that's uh, something I noticed about this episode too. Is just there's a lot of diversity in the cast. Yeah, and. You don't always get that from the 1980s. <laughs> no, no, you just, really don't. <laughs> sorry to say, I'll, just, I'll throw it out there, but <laughs> no, it's true. And I love the 80s, but you're right; it doesn't. Yeah, uh, yeah not not so good in that respect. Um, so, so it was. It was really nice and refreshing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we get uh, we get the little girl with the stage fright. And so MacGyver is in the, the audience and she's looking out, not wanting to come out. And, you know, uh, and so he kind of mouths ice cream, which was yeah. a word that he told her about uh, that between him and his mom. And so she starts feeling better. And so she comes out and then they, they start their show, but we get Cynthia coming on stage when that's done. And she starts singing, I'll be home for Christmas. And MacGyver gets up to get some air. And we realize it's because that was like his mom's favorite song. So hearing it reminds him of his mom. And we find out uh, in this episode that um, he had called on like Christmas Eve or something and said that he wasn't going to be able to make it because he was on an assignment. And the next day she had a stroke and passed 
and yeah. you know and so he feels like super regret and guilt that one he wasn't there two it was christmas and he wasn't with her and uh so we get father lafferty coming to him and saying hey you know i, I, I it's okay there's nothing you could have it doesn't matter even if you were there you know she wouldn't have known she was because of the stroke she was just mumbling something about you like saying your name and ice cream and so oh, hearing oh. that oh man this this got me this got yeah, me for yeah. real but uh hearing that like brought him i don't know some sort of comfort or closure and yeah. knowing that uh you know everything was going to be okay mm-hmm. yes and that she was okay right because yeah when you, I guess, when you lose a loved one like that, or or something, it's it's that that's what you wonder, especially if you if you weren't there. It's like you know, how yeah. did they go? You know, did they go peacefully? Um, you know, were they okay and and stuff like that? So it, it gets to tell him that yeah, maybe she was okay, man. But his face, his face goes through the whole emotions of of hearing it. Of, of processing it and then the emotion that comes out of that man it was so good yeah he acted mm-hmm. the heck out of that scene you know mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah I, uh, I love our 80s uh action stars but i don't know how many of them would have gave us that. <laughs> i don't think schwarzenegger could have done it <laughs> and i love schwarzenegger but yeah went to some places <laughs> yeah well i i like I like the vulnerability. I mean, yeah. I, I do. Right. He, he's, you know, he, he's, uh, he, he can be tough when he needs to be, but he's, he's a gentle and kind and, and giving person. And yeah. I, I think that really has just uh, really adds to his character overall. Mm-hmm. I agree. I completely well, agree. Yeah. I mean, you saw it in the beginning of the show. I mean, he's always going to do the right thing, you know, from right. help, helping the lady out you know and <laughs> chasing those two punks and he's like yeah merry christmas to you punks <laughs> yeah. he's always gonna do the right thing and he's always gonna help and yeah. and, and like that so hey yeah, you know then we get pete coming in dressed as santa <laughs> that made me really it's, happy yeah. like, oh wow asking you shall receive there you go. Is. <laughs> <laughs> and he so, made a good santa <laughs> he did make a good yeah. santa yeah and so uh you know he starts uh, giving presents and everything and uh and as they're in the back checking to see how much they raised and everything uh they discover the exact amount that they needed <laughs> in yeah. uh in um the donation was first. yeah and yeah. and it was in a little i don't know handbag or or pouch that belonged to carol yeah and they're like huh okay but then they can't find her anywhere <laughs> so she's <laughs> she's moved on <laughs> it, it was cool because i mean um we kind of went over a little bit or a little bit earlier, Jerry Brees is the one that um, introduces uh, Christina, right, um, to the to to bring her up or to bring her up to come sing, and he oh, talks uh, about Cynthia, yeah, again, yeah. like Cynthia, I'm sorry, Christina, huh? Cynthia uh, to come up to sing, and he talks about how her and her husband started the thing. So I think it starts there, and then he's the one that calls them and says, "Hey." you need to come see this. And, yeah. and it was in the donation and he it's Carol's cause he remembers when he, um, you know, 
he had the interaction when they were playing pool. So, um, yeah, man, Breeze was just a totally different person in this last part of the episode. Mm-hmm. After that, after that talk with Carol, yeah, he really changed. And it, was it just me or like when she was uh, as she was walking away and kind of smiling? Was was it like like was there like a glow or like a light like around her? I don't know. I, I didn't catch it. Breeze go through her hair. Something, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I don't recall. Anyway, there's a lot of little funny, I don't know, angelic <laughs> something. Something's you know interesting about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they go, you know, the, it's the next day. You know, they they go to tell Father Lafferty basically that they they didn't find the statue, and uh, that's when the little boy comes in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love this part. He he yeah. has a wagon, and basically the little boy made like a in Spanish we would call it a promesa, you know, where like uh, you 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 ask for the the intercession of of a saint in this case the Blessed Virgin the little boy did, and that yeah. if he got his wagon that he would give her a ride, you know, mm-hmm. and so uh, <laughs> so he had. He had this, the blessed the the statue of the Madonna statue in the wagon, and the father, you know, Father Rafferty's like, hey, or Lafferty, excuse me, is like, hey, uh, did you you took the statue? He's like, no, I I promise I didn't, but I got my wagon, and then I went to come give her a ride, and there she was already for me. So, yeah. <laughs> so he brought her in and and took her back to the church, and everyone's just like, huh. Okay, that's odd. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, Mr. Battaglia, yep. you know, he comes back and he apologizes to the father and yep. just says, you know, you know, you know why I, I wasn't. I, I made this baby Jesus to sit in the Blessed Virgin's arms. So, yep. um, you know, he comes back to the church, which is awesome to see. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all mm-hmm. really nice. He found he found his faith again, uh, but as he's putting the baby Jesus in the arms of the the Madonna statue, he notices that there is a scratch on her hand in the exact yeah. same place that Carol had a scratch on her hand. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'll fix that. <laughs> I I love that. I I love that that trope where yeah. you know there, there's enough there. To, Oh, it was that magic, or you know, in this case, was that an angel, or is that Mary, or yeah. not? You know, and it leaves him wondering at the end, like, hmm, you know, I, I just, I love that. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know, like, the only other MacGyver episode I have any strong memories of uh-huh. is is one that had to do with UFOs, and there was like this bizarre vacuum cleaner salesman hanging around and would always seem to come in and rescue MacGyver or something like that. And, and there's a little twist at the end where it's like, was he actually an alien or was he just a person? (laughs) (laughs) I was huge into UFOs when I was a kid, a kid, a teenager. And and so that made me so excited. It's like, yes, there's the possibility that they just didn't explain it away with science. You know, I, I I didn't like that on scooby-doo you know where it's like oh it's just this guy in a costume it wasn't a real ghost and like right oh, come on i want a ghost <laughs> <laughs> well which they later did have <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo or some, some of those yeah. others but yeah i mean they they i mean it seems at least they're they're according to everything they've kind of set up it does seem like the uh the statue of the 
you know of the Madonna actually came to life essentially and mm-hmm. and interceded. <laughs> so I don't know. It's uh, I I do like how they they kind of leave it up, and it's just like this whole Christmas magic kind of kind of mm-hmm. vibe. But definitely, like you said, definitely much different from your typical MacGyver episode where you know there's a problem. Okay, you got to go fix it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And that and um, you know that, that's I mean that's a Christmas movie trope too. Where hey, was yeah. that mysterious old guy Santa? You know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like I said, I love it when that happens. I, it, it just delights me. So, <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah. And uh, it, I kind of wish there was a few more of those. Uh, I mean, even Hallmark has done them, you know, that, yeah. that kind of movie. Yeah. But yeah. The preacher's wife, where Denzel's an alien, I mean, uh, an angel. Uh, an, an angel. Yeah. 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 Like that. Yeah. Love stuff like that. Yep. I agree. Well, but, uh, Jerry, I was, I, I know I asked in the, in our chat but i was going to ask is that some uh i don't remember how i put it now but does does uh, mary often intercede like that uh bodily or so usually whenever uh like in in all the apparitions and the approved apparitions usually um she appears to you know the the person and she usually just delivers a message like you know hey you know the father wants to wants this to happen or or wants to do that uh and if you pray this this particular prayer or say this you know then you know so, such and such will happen it's usually that kind of a thing like she doesn't actually or at least typically in in all the approved apparitions she hasn't actually come down and mm. you know mm. taken physical form and and you know interacted Play, with them. It's, and... <laughs> exactly yeah. no no i've never seen her play pool uh, but it's, it's usually very much like you know here's here's the message okay. from you know um from from god or from my son jesus you know things like that sure sure so uh, yeah that's definitely a bit unusual more often you'll hear stories of uh like whenever something has interceded like that like actually physically it's usually angels that have done mm-hmm. that Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's what I was expecting her Me to be too. Angel. Yeah. 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 So I, I really like the creativity there that it's, uh, it's not what you thought. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think overall, I, I really, really like this episode, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I also think it would have been, uh, it would have been pretty cool if uh, he had to like diffuse a bomb or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know how they would have put it in. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it's going to burn down the the center for the insurance. That's money. right. That's yeah, there's like a there's a gas leak or something. <laughs> How are we going to stop it? <laughs> but I, I, I too is it's um, I think I think for me this is definitely going in the canon. Like I, I, I mean, think so too. One, yeah, yeah. This one's going to be one that I'm going to bust out and I'm going to force my wife and kids to watch. Uh, every- <laughs> Every season, and you know, they probably you know won't be too into it, but you know, it, it it's it's up there for me right now. Yeah, same here. I really enjoyed it, but but so I I do have a question. Um, would you want to be in this episode? And if so, who would you be? No. <laughs> oh man, I, I mean, um, I think I'd be Julio. <laughs> <laughs> play the piano. It's a good, good, safe answer there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This this might go completely against character for me, but 
I might have liked to have played the uh, the drunk Santa that that Carol starts <laughs> whacking with the balloon or the broom. <laughs> He's a saint, you know. <laughs> whack whack. <laughs> that would have just been fun. <laughs> I think I'd I'd be pretty good. I think at the uh, at that um, the other Santa part. <laughs> oh. It's my job. It's my job. I'm employed. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerry, you're definitely in the choir. Oh, there we <laughs> go. I didn't know. Now, like, eh, was that a 1980 something, Jerry? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh man. Um, but what would you guys say would be your hap hap happiest memory or moment with MacGyver? Or this episode. Art, let you go first. Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> no, uh, well, when I first saw MacGyver, uh, it was my, my parents had divorced. I was about 12 years old or so. And and so for a while, uh, we lived with my grandparents and mm. they would watch MacGyver. Uh, you know, that was one of their programs. You know, they would watch, uh, you know, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy. And then if MacGyver was on, you know, they'd watch that. And yeah. So they introduced me to MacGyver and I can remember um, just sitting in the living room with them watching, watching MacGyver and thinking how fun it was that they loved the show about as much as I did it, you know, and it was just this multi-generational thing that we could all enjoy together as a family, which, uh, you know, going through seeing my, my mom and my dad divorce and everything, that's just a lot of painful Right. memories and things so when you are able to do something like a family like that especially at a time like that it it, it's just, it was helpful and those are some of my happiest memories i can remember watching uh the show together and it was fun awesome that's awesome yeah um for me jerry i think um i don't know if it was necessarily the happy happiest memory but my memory of macgyver was watching it in my room i I didn't, you know, have a big TV, but uh, in my room, I had a little black and white TV that only picked up the basic stations. And, right. you know, fortunately for that, that, you know, it was one of those stations that that I picked up and it became a show that um, there were their reruns on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. And so Sunday nights, be around 11 p.m., you know, I'm supposed to be asleep, but I'd be in there, you know, watching uh, MacGyver. And it, it it come on. And so I don't think I watched it in the original run, but the reruns that I did watch, you know, I, I remember growing up with those uh, in my early teens um, and, and watching it every Sunday night. It was, you know, it was almost appointment watching, but I, I, I do remember watching. Nice. Well, that's uh, and that's kind of similar to me. So I, I don't remember watching like a whole episode i just remember like i'd go to my you know like i said my aunt and uncles or or my grandparents and and it would just kind of be on so i only remember bits and pieces so i think for me it would be really it would just be watching this episode and specifically that scene where breeze and carol are talking uh it uh it was good i really enjoyed it i thought the 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 tension was great you know it was like just the right amount it wasn't melodramatic but it also wasn't you know like just blah and uh and and i like the back and forth you know how she wasn't afraid to tell this you know this big dude this big tough guy like what it is (laughs) and so i i really liked his turn because he he acted the uh the turn pretty well i thought yeah 
if I could, I got to give an honorary mention to, um, and I don't know if you you guys would would remember or watch this movie. Uh, there's a movie called Half Baked that came out. <laughs> I, did, I remember it. Yeah, and uh, there Dave was Chappelle. a they, yeah they had a term and there's like uh, different kind of smokers. I guess uh, uh, people would hang out with. And um, and he goes, then you come across the MacGyver smoker <laughs> and, you know, the guys are come up and they're like, hey, we didn't have, uh, you know, some of this. And he's like, get me an avocado, a snorkel and an ice pick. Trust me, bro. I've made bones with less. <laughs> <laughs> that goes back to that MacGyver, you know, yeah. like a, a verb, you know, to MacGyver yeah, something yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> is to, to rig something up. Uh, <laughs> I had forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is a little bit I like to call gag me with the spoon. So this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the episode. Uh, and so as the guests, I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I might get in trouble for this one, but <laughs> I'm going to try to do my, uh, let's see, my worst impression of my somewhat favorite part. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's, it's right at the beginning where, uh, Mrs. Wilson comes out and, uh, you know, Father Lafferty is is cleaning, and he's got this kind of vague Irish accent. Not, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So <laughs> she, he's like, she says, you know, you should leave that kind of work to me, Father Lafferty. And he says, it's almost Christmas, Mrs. Wilson. I have to work up my brownie point somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Although that was probably more Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes it's hard to, <laughs> to do the. Different so ones. I apologize to Ireland and, and Scotland. <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully, you haven't lost all your listeners on the in those places. <laughs> if they, if we did, it's probably from something I said. So <laughs> don't worry about it. What about you, oh. Joe? Oh well, I I mean, we might lose a few more with this one. Remember in, in, in the 80s or even 70s, like they always played the street punks the same way. So yeah. when you say like Rick was in this show um, and that he was in 20, 21 Jump Street as well, I, I kind of believe you because it, it's, it's, it's the same, right? Right. <laughs> so, uh, before Breeze made the change, when he was still a punk, uh, he says, uh, <laughs> what I need with this Christmas game? <laughs> Uh, and he's talking to Sam. And I I hated that. I was just like, oh, that is so stereotypical. Uh, street yeah. Yeah. <laughs> game. yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I had a hard time choosing. So I ended up going with uh, the Santa that I said I'd probably be and so it's that uh, the santa that's not enthusiastic at all and the uh, pete's saying hey you know come on put some feeling into it you know ho 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 and and so um the street santa goes ho 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 <laughs> that's that's my t- terrible t- impression of it that's the worst ho ho <laughs> like the worst ho 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 ever <laughs> Your, your Oscar's in the mail there, Jerry. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. But 
<laughs> you know, GI Joe taught us that uh, knowing is half the battle. What do you guys think is the other half? The, the other half is understanding that ice cream solves your anxiety. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say if, you know, if I, if ice cream solves your anxiety, why am I so depressed? But you know. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been perfect if Art would have, if, if Art was just, uh, he had a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> just had a big old bowl of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Well, I was going to say that, um, the other, the other half of it was, uh, MacGyver's first name was Angus. Angus. Yeah. 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 Oh God. Um, so, I mean, if you ever in a pinch, um, you can always MacGyver your way out of it. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, those are both better than mine. Uh, I said, if so, if knowing is half the battle, the other half is being nice to everyone because you never know who you're really talking to. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, guys, this has been a, a lot of fun, but you know, tell me about your shows. You know, what do you, what do you want to plug? All right. Um, well, mine is the Cozy Christmas Podcast. And uh, on that show, we uh, I read stories and talk to um, guests about their Christmases. Uh, we're, we're doing kind of a, a book theme this year where I've got a like a, a reading prompt every year or every month uh, that we're doing. And, and then we'll, we just chat online about what we're reading for that month and for that reading prompt. And uh, that's been a lot of fun. Nice. I, I'm really getting excited for when it gets closer to Christmas and more people will be joining in. And, yeah. Uh, but I've I've got a few loyal listeners out there right now who started with me in January. So uh, we're going to go the whole year. So that's exciting. Right on. And uh, where can they find you? Um, on the internet uh, somewhere. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You can you can just go to uh, probably the easiest would be to go to uh, well. If you went to cozychristmaspodcast.com, that's my website, but then it's like cozy Christmas pod is just the, uh, the, just the episodes, but my episodes are on the website too. So, uh, just Google search. I'll, I'll pop up. Cool. <laughs> I'll be right there on your computer <laughs> on the interwebs. That's right. <laughs> I, I use podcasts at it and I do have uh cozy Christmas on their art. So oh, cool. It's there. Yeah. Love it. Well, I, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok once in a while. So <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't done the TikTok thing yet. I, and I keep saying I'm gonna, but I I don't know. I I, I can't keep up with Tim Babb the, what, what, with what he's doing. It's, it, it is a fun channel, but I mostly yeah. just put little advertisement clips on mine for that. And gotcha. I've gotten a couple of people from, from doing that. So that was fun. Right on. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joe? Well, I mean, the uh, the other half of a duo, uh, the best duo. I'm I'm hoping um, in this coming <laughs> ratty. <laughs> but, uh, um, myself and my friend Lucky, we we host a podcast called Now Watch This, where we watch shows and movies from 80s, 90s to today. Um, it's usually stuff that, you know, that's coming out or it's, uh, picked by our now watch this watchers, um, which we have a page on Facebook. 
called the Now Watch This Watchers, where, you know, we like to interact with, with fans of the show. And not only that, but like, you know, just people to post stuff in, in general, uh, movies and, and all this. Um, for us, you can you can go to nowwatchthispod.com and that'll take you to our links on Spotify and everything. Um, but um, now watch this. I want to say we have a little bit of merch out there. You know, we're not, you know, we're not the most handsome of faces, but <laughs> if you wanted our face on shirt, you can go to threeleggedrabbit.com. <laughs> <laughs> right on <laughs> yeah oh man uh again let me just say it's been a lot of fun talking uh macgyver but especially this episode with y'all and yeah, yeah i did get a little choked up every once in a while <laughs> i was i was impressed I, I just thought it was a well-written and, and structured show and yeah like, all the things came together and all i don't know i liked it a lot yeah yeah i did too yeah. I thought it was it was strong, uh, and it, it's nice when a show departs from like its standard formula every once in a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, not only did they depart from their formula, but then they they brought in some Christmas magic too. So, mm-hmm. uh, extra points for that. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> absolutely. I'm very surprised that I hadn't heard of this episode before. Um, in all the Christmas podcasts that that, that I would listen to, yeah. Um, it, it cuz it's so strong like it it is a strong christmas episode like, yeah i recommend anybody who's a, a christmas fan um go and watch and whether you're a MacGyver fan or not like it it's a good episode and, and i think that's the thing you don't even have to be like uh like really into the show to understand what's happening like you just you can dive right in on that and be you know fit just just follow along just fine so mm-hmm. uh, there's something to be said for that as well because yeah. there's not a lot of yeah. you know uh, baggage that you need. But on that note, I'm going to end it by saying Christmas is not what you get. It's what you give, like love and understanding and helping out the other guy and checking us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Vincent Battaglia finding his faith, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to check out our merch shop on tpublic.com and our brand new website, totallyradchristmas.com, courtesy of Tis the Podcast Elf, Tom Crow. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a safe night. Later, dudes. Let's all tune in to now watch this. Show that we can listen to whenever we wish. From comedy shows to scary flicks, you'll laugh and cry with these two guys that make you flip your lid. Filled of dreams to no holds barred, clerks after Renaissance men. <laughs> we don't want to grow up, cause if we did. Couldn't do now. Watch this. I don't want to grow up. This is Lucky the Dork Dad. And this is Lil Joe. And we are the hosts of Now Watch This, a podcast where we watch TVs, we watch movies, and we like to talk about it, and we like for you guys to listen. So listen to us anywhere you get podcasts and at nowwatchthispod.com. For social media, you can look us up at Now Watch This on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, 
and TikTok. For merch, you can find us at the number three leggedrabbit.com. That's the number three leggedrabbit.com. We got you covered from shirts to shorts to hoodies to thongs and all. So again, find us at nowwatchthispod.com. And remember, keep watching and keep listening. My name is Art, and I'm the host of the new podcast, A Cozy Christmas. Join me and my daughter, Grace, as we bring you all the cozy feelings that Christmas has to offer. In the podcast, I read some of my favorite Christmas stories and poems. I share some memories of Christmas past and I talk about my thoughts on Christmas. I also have an unhealthy addiction to Charles Dickens and A Christmas Carol. You can find me on CozyChristmasPod.com, and you can find all my social media links there. So stop on over, and we'll have some fun together. As the man Charles Dickens himself said, there's nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. And that's the spirit of Christmas that we try to bring to you throughout the year. From all of us here at the Cozy Christmas family, we hope that you have a very Merry Christmas.